Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, well, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. And if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, and you will bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples." From the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. And man, this is just an amazing passage of Scripture. As Jesus was talking to his disciples just hours before the soldiers took him, Roman soldiers took him, to be murdered for our sins. And this idea of abiding, of remaining in Christ, in continuing to stay close to him through the good times and, of course, the bad times, staying steadfast and not leaving. I'm not quitting. I'm not forsaking no matter what happens in my life. And isn't it just like the Lord Jesus to make his point so simply, so beautifully by using a vine? So we're going to talk more about this idea of abiding and how how you can today start making a conscious effort to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and we're also going to give uh, a lot of answers to a lot of uh, listener emails today as well. And to help me do all of this and much, much more is my dear friend and colleague in ministry, pastoral psychologist, Mike Turner. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I uh, I love your non-controversial passage. Well, that you, th- you know, I'm I'm all about non-con. You know, yeah. I'm just a pushover, Mike. So yeah. anything anything I can do to to not stir the pot, 
Of yeah. course, you can hear my sarcasm there. Please forgive me. I'm not feeling well, so I, I feel like I'm talking into a can, and I have to uh, do something with my, my throat here. But, you know, all of this, all of this abiding talk mm-hmm. from Jesus, you know, it, that really is one of my favorite passages. And it just is so, it's so clear to me that Jesus is everything that I'm not because he mm-hmm. knows he's on the way to be murdered. And yet, Mike, he's still pouring his life yes. into these disciples mm-hmm. and going, look, guys, I'm getting ready to be gone, but I'm not gone. Yeah, the beautiful thing is that he never did anything except what he saw his father doing. So he was completely man, completely God, and he was able to continue to pour and be actually a drink offering out even to his disciples as he was moving to that difficult hour, knowing that he would be taking on the sins of the world. And yet through that process, he even asked for the cup to be taken away, but then said, not my will, but yours be done. And now glorify yourself. And was that, oh, what a truth that that is. What I love about this, scripture passage that you just got through reading, which is just beautiful, that no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. I pray that that word abide, I will do, which means just stay near, stay around, hang around the Lord, be with him so you can do his work. My works are useless. (laughs) They're useless. You know, and it's, uh, yeah. I, I, I just, you know, there's that script from Corinthians that what some may pass through, and prob- I'll probably be smelling just like smoke when I pass through. There's <laughs> not anything good except the salvation of the Lord that he gave me, of course. Yeah. That's, uh, you, you know, one, one of my favorite parts of this passage is the verse five. Mm-hmm. Apart from me, nothing. Dustin, knucklehead, hey man, apart from me, you can't do nothing. You can't do nada, zilcho, zero. Yeah. Well, wait a second, Lord. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty I've, good. I've yeah. done, done some stuff. No, 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 you haven't. And, and that's just, and this is a daily abiding. You know, I, once again, I go back to the Lord's prayer, give us this day, our daily bread. Mm-hmm. And for <laughs> we, we need Jesus, Mike, more than we need our next breath. Yes, we do. And this is that whole, that's how I see Jesus teaching his apostles here, his disciples that, look, guys, I'm going to be gone. I'm not leaving you, but there is a way to stay close to me. I mean, he he got to live with them. He got to spend three plus years with them, pouring his life into them. So not only do we get to see uh, how Jesus died, but more importantly, Mike, Jesus Christ showed us how to live because he is, you may have heard this, he's the second Adam. He mm-hmm. he fulfilled everything yes. that we were supposed to that the first guy never did, right? Yes. Yeah. We need to do everything in his power and in his, in his glory. We, it, that word always comes back to my mind, surrender, and along with surrender. I, I love the passage in Philippians where... He did not use his equality with God, but yet he humbled himself to death on a cross. And we are to have that same pattern. We are to humble ourselves. I, I need humbling. 
I need to be humbled. I need I need to give up my pride. I need to give up everything I think is good about me and take on everything that is great about Christ. And that's the only way this can work. Otherwise, I got some dirty work. Well, otherwise, if we don't humble ourselves, if we don't surrender, we're going to be humbled. Mm. Oh, yes. It's, it's Says humbled. it right here, it's, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, from life's experience of, of 20 years of being mm. an addict, it you know what? It amazes me, Mike, how many times that I had to be humbled mm-hmm. before... I actually hit rock bottom. Praise God that he loved you enough to prune prune you. Yes, absolutely. Because you you keep reading this verse, not you keep reading, but you continue to read it, and there's a beautiful, beautiful result in abiding in his love. Verse 15, 11, our joy can be made full. Now, you can't produce your own joy. God gifts joy. Yeah. He's the maker of joy. Only his joy is a true joy. And the beautiful thing is, do you? here's the question. Okay, people, do you want your joy to be made full? Or do I want to manufacture it myself? Can I do a little of both? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. I just, I just you, know, you know, and that's, that's the thing, right? We try to manufacture it ourselves yes. because we, we run to food mm-hmm. and we run to spending too much and we run to pornography. And we run to codependency and we run to gambling and we run to anything, Mike, that will take this God-sized hole yes. that we have in our heart and it, it, we just fill it up with toxic poison. Oh, those and, 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 and it here's the sick thing, though, Mike. It, it provides satisfaction for just a little bit. And then once again, I've got to go right back to it. That's right. It's it's like a dog returning to its vomit. That's right. And God says, "Hey, I'm over here. Do a 180 and let let come and get this this living water right. instead of this this toxic you know, phoenix-based water, it's, you know. That. It's the cycle of shame. Yeah. It's that we're not identifying ourselves in Christ but we're identifying ourselves as we're just a bad person. See, guilt is, I've done something bad. Shame is, I am something bad. And those are two completely oh, different scenarios. They are. They are, because if I identify that I've made a wrong choice by conviction to my conscience of the Holy Spirit, I can simply go through a process of repenting, confessing, and I can be restored, be forgiven, and I can continue on in the within the obedience of God, and He'll own it for me. But if I use the other cycle, I'm going to identify myself as the bad person. I'm going to then have a solution, which is going to be to internalize this. I'm going to produce a pain in my life, and I'm going to want to act out on that pain to get it numbed. So what I want to do? Give me a drink. Give me food. Give me ongoing indecent sexual exposure, pornography. Give me something to hide this hurt because I need to fix myself. Therefore, guess what, my friend? Welcome to bondage. Yeah. Well, and and welcome to being a human. This is, you know, this is, you know, as Pastor Daryl Delhousie would say, this is a bad case of the normals. Love that guy. You you know, (laughs) it's you really are. And until you have God Mm -hmm. search your heart on these deep, wound, these deep heart wounds, will continue to run after what we see here that will fulfill this life. 
and and I just want to encourage you as we're you know at the end of, of January now 2015 as you've made those new year's resolutions and you're doing all this stuff and you're trying to find the rhythm of almighty God continue that prayer of Psalm 139 to search your heart and uh, it will be amazing what the rest of the year will bring Coming up in just a few minutes after the break, we are going to answer some listener emails. Francis in Indianapolis, he wants to know about sin and why we talk about it so much on this show. Very, very interesting question, Francis. We'll get right to that right after the break. You're listening to the Dustin Daniels Show. To be the man that God called you to be in a world that's doing its very best to make you someone else, this is the hardest battle you'll ever fight. But how do you train for the fight of your life? Think about it. Sexual integrity, moral accountability, and purpose. These are all components of becoming a man of valor. And you know what? Sexual integrity is number one on that list. Seven Places Ministries is presenting the Fight of Your Life Men's Conference with the leading authority on sexuality, Dr. Mark Laser. It's happening Saturday, February the 28th at Shiloh Community Church in Phoenix. Besides salvation, there is nothing more important than understanding God's gift of sexuality and then passing this gift on to your children. Come join us for the Fight of Your Life Men's Conference. Visit sevenplaces.org for more information and to register. Hi, I'm Debbie Lacer, author of Shattered Vows. I'm glad to be a part of the Dustin Daniels Show today. And we are hoping that you're glad to be a part of the show as well. Debbie Lazer wrote a book. It's called Shattered Vows and... Ladies, it is a phenomenal book if you have been betrayed by your husband, if you've been deeply hurt in some type of infidelity. Shattered Vows is a must read. In fact, it's so much of a must read that I give it to every single family that comes into the ministry of seven places. Because, Mike, you know as well as I do, it we can't help just the man struggling with sexual sin if they're married. This is a family unit. They are what God calls one flesh. Absolutely. Yeah, with every addiction, there is always a codependency, especially if the person is married. The The other partner learns to try to cope with the addiction the other person has and tries to and this is a familiar phrase, tries to maneuver around, but they're essentially walking on eggshells just waiting for the next shoe to drop, and they're just losing who they are, and they can't identify anymore with the person that God has created them to be. Oh, but they try. But there's an attachment there to that person of the addiction that they actually start to become part of the contributor to that also, and we need to help separate them back out and stand up and be, as God wanted to be, a true helper in the partnership, not an enabler, 
but a helper, one that can come alongside and help this other person. Sometimes it's a tough love. Sometimes it's one to where they say, I'm not going to allow you to do this anymore because of the abuse that it's creating. I'm going to protect. I want you to get well. I want you to go find that heart wound that's been created. God can fix that. Surrender to that. Go get help. You know, you just sent me back, uh, man alive, Uh 10, 12 years when you said walking around on eggshells. Mm -hmm. I remember in the midst of the depravity of my sin, I had I had my affair and I married the affair and this marriage lasted less than four months or five months. But in inside that time frame, I remember us having another fight and looking at her and she said, I am so tired of you, of me walking around eggshells Mm -hmm. around you, Dustin. And and Mike, I I tell you, guys, this is Mm. just the redemption of, of almighty God for him to just. Let me see that flashback of her sitting on the couch saying that to me because (laughs) there is hope in Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Man alive. It's God's word comes alive when you allow him to speak to you. And guys, this is about embracing the presence of almighty God, embracing the presence with your children and with your wife. And, and I tell you, ladies, um, If you haven't read the book, if you haven't uh, listened to the podcast, please jump on the website at DustinDanielsRadio.com. Listen to Debbie Laser's podcast, get the book, and get connected because it will, God will speak through you inside that community, through Scripture, and through Debbie, and it will allow you to see a perspective of his sin and your sin together. It really is is amazing. And speaking of sin, let's go to answering some some questions here. Um, you know, our good friend in uh, Indianapolis, Francis, he says, <laughs> he says, oh, man, he says, hey, you guys talk a lot about sin. My church doesn't even talk about sin as much as you guys do. Why? I think it's important that we realize who we really are before we ever came to Christ, and Scripture's very clear. So, really, Francis, Scripture talks a lot about sin. Yeah. Jesus talked a lot about sin. Jesus and became came and became our sin in order that we may regain a relationship with God because we were separated from God from sin. That's basically what we're talking about is we've been separated from God. It happened all the way back. We can blame Adam for this one because because of Adam, all have sinned. I mean, God never wanted Adam to experience evil. Didn't want him to. In the English language, we only have one word for knowledge, and it's just kind of a knowledge, and that's where everyone points to their head and says, I can't get it from my head to my heart. Well, what God was wanting Adam and Eve not to do was to experience evil. He wanted to be everything for them. And once they did, then we live in a fallen world. But Scripture's clear, Francis. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the penalty of sin is death. Francis, if I don't talk about sin, you'll hear me say I don't care about you. But I need you to know that sin leads to eternal death. 
and that Jesus Christ can lead to eternal life. So I want to talk about sin. I want to talk about sin to the unbeliever, that they are condemned for eternity. But then I want to talk about sin in the life of the believer because we still have this rotten flesh that goes with us that we're divided with. And we must surrender to the Lord and surrender that flesh over to Him because we can't do anything unless we do it in the power of our Lord. As I read Scripture, Francis, if if you read Genesis 2 and you skip Genesis 3 and you read Genesis 4, so if you just do that exercise, you go from Genesis 2, skip 3, and go to 4, and you've never read Scripture before, you're going to say, well, what happened? Mm -hmm. Something happened. And then when you go back to Genesis 3 and you go, oh, okay. I guess my, my first thought, Francis, is if your church isn't talking about sin, man, you need to find a Bible-based church that right. is addressing this issue because sin is the whole reason that Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, came in the first place. He showed up to show us how to live in purity, in holiness, mm-hmm. And how to, how to have abiding faith with the Father. Yeah, Scripture tells us he showed up as a propitiation. Yeah. Which is a fancy word for saying he came to remove the wrath of God. And Christ came to remove the wrath of God for only those that who believe in him as their personal Savior. So he came to regain those that had been lost, that God chose for him to gather back up. So, my brother, if you don't know Christ, I pray that the Holy Spirit will convict you of this thing called sin, and I hope that Christ will redeem you of this sin. Absolutely. And keep in mind that sin is is so serious yes. that he had to send his only son to shed blood. And, and as you go back through the Old Testament, you'll see before Christ in the New Testament that there was this this process of shedding blood and it was sin is so serious that that blood must be spilt to not only cover for it but christ's blood now atones for us amen he's a substitute for us so brother i love your question yeah and i want you to know that we love you thank you for your question and that we want you to continue asking those kind of questions so you can understand where God is and where you are in relation to him and that that infinite distance between the two is only filled by the blood-stained cross of Jesus That's right. Christ. Thank you, Francis, for your question. If you've got questions, you can send them to us at talkback at dustindanielsradio.com. Jump on the website, listen to some podcasts. There's other resources there. If you're in... Uh, Facebook guy, you can jump on Dustin Daniels Radio. If you're a Twitter person, I'm at Purity Pastor. 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living and living in God's power and presence. We love you. See you next week. Adios.
The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com. 